The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas to y'all. Merry Christmas. I was wondering who the diehards were that come to Midnight Mass. Now I know. So, but it is a great joy. Um, it's my favorite thing as a priest, and it's really since I was a seminarian was the Christmas liturgies and, and going to all the different Masses at the different times and listening to the different Gospel readings as we go through. And, you know, in the first Mass for Christmas that we had at four o'clock, the gospel reading was that reading from the book of Matthew that, that goes through the genealogy of Jesus. And, and, um, and, and really that, that sends the same message that we heard in the Christmas proclamation at the beginning of the Midnight Mass, that, that at a very specific time, 
very specific time our Lord entered into the world. You know, in the Christmas proclamation, we say, you know, this many years after David, this many years after the Exodus, this many years, whatever, Olympiad. And uh, I don't have it in front of me. Otherwise, that'd sound more professional. But, but we list off all these times because, because there's this specific moment in which God came into the world. Right? A specific moment when before that, like divine life had not touched the created world in the same way. And then in this one moment, the second person of the Holy Trinity was united to a human nature. And God was born into the world as a child. And, and as a child who has a face and as a child who was born like all of us are born. And maybe even in worse circumstances than we were born into. So that we wouldn't be afraid of approaching. So we wouldn't be afraid of approaching. You know, the message that the angels take to the shepherd is so interesting. You know, they appear to these shepherds and, and they say, do not be afraid. For I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And all the shepherds go to find this child wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And, and those same words are for each and every one of us. Do not be afraid. Like, don't be afraid of approaching our Lord. And during this season of Advent, we've been sort of focused on clearing out this space in our hearts so that this child could enter in. And, and we have those, those symbols in all different parts of the liturgy as well. And, you know, I also have grown very fond of praying in front of the manger in the days leading up to Christmas and, and just looking at the empty space. And then in, in the Christmas masses, and to see, like, the Lord placed in the manger. And... And then it's complete, right? And then it's complete. And, and oftentimes, you know, our own lives are like that. Like sometimes, like our own heart can be like that empty space that, that just waits and really yearns for and longs for, for Jesus to be placed there. And there's a very specific place and a very specific time that our Lord enters into our own lives. And as we celebrate this feast of Christmas, it is a specific place and a specific time. You know, like this might be like the Christmas that we remember that was like spring. You know, it was crazy today. Like I was like, is it gonna be too hot in church? It was... But it's like a beautiful day out. And, you know, people came yesterday, a, a couple of people came by the rectory and, and they were wearing shorts and sandals and on December 24th. And I was like, what are you doing? But, but as I reflected on that too, I was, I was just reflecting on maybe it's okay and, and it's appropriate. And, and spring is this time of new life. And, and our weather is a little bit like that this year on Christmas because, 
And it's just a reminder that our Lord came to bring new life and, and he really desires a new springtime for us. John Paul II often talked about the new springtime of the church. And we can think about that as the universal church, but it also applies to this new springtime here like in our own parish or a new springtime within your own family life or a new springtime in your married life. And hopefully we're always looking for a new springtime happening in our own hearts as our Lord desires to enter in in a new way as if for the first time. And so as we reflect on that, let us take to heart those words of the angel who says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what our Lord desires to do or don't be afraid of the new thing that our Lord wants to do in your life. Don't be afraid of approaching and truly growing in that kind of intimacy that he desires for us because, because when we're willing to approach him, and we allow that child to enter into our hearts. That light of Christ continues to grow and grow and grow and grow. And then we can't help but to have, we can't help but to have the joy that we proclaim each and every year at this time. And so today, let us pray especially in gratitude for all of the things that our Lord has done for us. In gratitude for, for our own lives, for our parish, for our families. And ask our Lord for that grace to allow that new springtime to happen within our own hearts that we may bear great fruit that will last until we come to see him face to face in the kingdom of heaven.